The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. And coming to you live on tape on this Thursday, August 18th, 2022, where we have just three weeks left in the summer. Just three. They say the summer goes quick, but shit, post-July 4th this year flew by, even though it was the same amount of days as last year and the year before that. And I'm sure I'll say the same thing next year. But for whatever reason, this year felt like it, this summer, I should say, felt like it really did fly by. And with only three weeks left, that means there's even less time in the preseason. We're getting ready for that kickoff. What's the date? September something? September 8th? So it is getting closer and closer. So we wrap up all of our fantasy today talking wide receivers. And another big event as we have the one and only Chris Eggie in the building. Yes. He is actually in person. He will not be complaining or beating himself up about how bad his sound is because his mic will be just as good as mine is today. So, Yeah, well, you can't see me, but I'm fist pumping over here. Yes, he is very happy that uh, he is finally in person on a microphone and uh, doesn't sound like uh, all garbled digital nonsense. So... So how are you doing, Chris? You, you you have come into town. How is the flight? Is, is it still a pain in the ass getting up from uh, you know Florida up to here? It was a breeze. It was fine it, up until you know the baby started realizing what we were on and and when the turbulence and you do a little dip, you know, and the uh, the baby goes from being totally calm to. Looking around like, what in the world was that? Where where am <laughs> How I? How many flights has he been on? Three. Oh, okay. Well, but I mean, but he's, he's like this now. I mean, he's old. You know, he's like he's starting to realize like what's around him, what he's doing, and so one thing led to another, and he very quickly jumped on my wife and hugged her as hard as he could, thinking like he was in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what was it? Turbulence that got him? Yeah, turbulence. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. On uh, on another uh, front, my wife on the way over here decided to announce to me that she would like to promote our podcast oh, via well, her social media expertise. Well, sure. She uh, she wants us to promote Sail Away Media? Yeah. No, she wants to promote Broken Helmet. Oh, she wants Sail Away Media she to take to Broken advertise. Helmet yeah. and, and put the wind behind our sails, if yes. you will. Yes. Oh, well, you're more than welcome there, sis. You can come and promote us all that you want. I think she's tired of uh, hearing me on the phone talking about uh, drug addicts and alcoholics 24-7. Oh, yeah, all right. It's understandable. You know, it's not really, you know, uh, dinner table conversation. Although I don't know if this podcast is either. Uh, you know, no, to be fair, yeah. she probably should listen to all of them too before she uh, wants to jump in into bed here. So. I'm at I'm at the dentist before this, and the lady comes, the dental hygienist comes in. She starts scraping my teeth, you know, doing the whole nine. Ooh, God, you know, no the, thanks. The whole fun conversation while while she's trying to scrub your teeth, and as soon as it's over, she goes, "Hey, I got a question for you." I'm like, "What?" She's like, "You work in the 
treatment industry. I'm like, yes. She's like, listen, I got this like boyfriends whose son needs help. Oh, and, oh boy. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I, you know, no matter where I go in life, it's just surrounds me. I'm like, I, I gotta go. I got a podcast to get to. Yeah, like, let's, let's, I'm out of here, babe. Like, we gotta go. We gotta go. I'm out of here. I'm not. I'm not gonna be talking about he, my teeth. Here's my. Here's my. Here's my number. I don't want to be we, talking about my teeth. I don't want to be talking about you know the, the uh, rehab industry that I'm involved in. Yeah. You're sitting there trying to get out of there. She's like, I got. I know somebody that knows somebody. Know somebody. He, he, he was uh, on. He was on methadone, and now he's on, okay. All right, good. You know what? He's detox. Give me a call. He's probably having a good day then. Yeah, he's, he's killing it. He's probably knocking himself killing out. It. Killing it. You know, good, nothing like a good meth uh, trip on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. So did you watch Better Call Saul, the finale? Oh, uh, I did not. My wife is thoroughly into it. I was actually going to tell you I saw something else that... It's where my mind goes. I hear meth and then I go to right, Breaking Bad right. and then I went to no, Saul. Alyssa's really into it. I actually, on the way up, I watched, uh, way off topic, but I watched the Korean film that won Best Picture. Um... I don't uh, think I've seen it. Um, it's all about him. Pa- it, it, Parasite. Parasite. Uh, Incredible. Hold on. Parasite. That's the... Is it the dubbed like the, Asian film? Yes. Yeah, I heard it was good. It's, that was the one that won two years ago? Yeah, like Best Picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. Very very tough to follow. Like you're, I hate subtitles because you're watching the subtitles, but you're trying to follow the screen. You know, it's like, it's like ha- watching football when it's on... It's not like watching football when like you can't see it at a bar, but you can still you can't hear it. Right, but you yeah, can still yeah. see what's going on. Like, yeah. right, you know. Well, to that end, I watched Prey a couple of weeks ago, the new Predator movie. Good. I thought it was good. There was some things about it, though, that was a little disjointing because it's set in 1715, if I got the the, the, date, the time right, and it's with the Comanche Indians. And so what threw me off is that the Comanche, Comanche Indians are speaking perfect English. Like, <laughs> no accents, no nothing. And then occasionally one of them will speak Comanche, and then they just go back to speaking English. But then later on, there's fur trappers, and the fur trappers are French, and they speak perfect French. And so there was just part of it that I was just getting taken out. Now, what I've learned after, I heard a a podcast on the Ringer Network where they were interviewing the director, is that I guess if you watch it on Hulu, you can actually watch it dubbed in Comanche. What? Yeah, and so that that's where the tangent was to the parasite being dubbed is that they went back in and they had everybody re-record all of their lines in Comanche so that you could watch it that way. No way. Yeah, and so I watched it the regular way. Now I want to wa- re-watch it because I want to see, hey, I-, I wonder if this takes away that oddness that yeah, right, I, I right, felt while right, I was watching right. the film, right? Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, off topic, Chris is in town, so he has arrived here in Hohokus. We are recording the pod here on Thursday, talking wide receivers. So we're against the clock, so we'll, we'll cut all of the short talk, and we'll just jump right into it here. We've talked about quarterbacks. We've talked about tight ends. We talked about running backs last week, and to be completely honest, I think that the running backs is probably what's going to get you the W because there's just so much question. I think the wide receivers, though, that's where you can kind of build your team for the playoffs because I think there's just a lot more certainty there um, and a lot more opportunity, although it gets a little crazy when you start getting down into the tiers. What are your thoughts overall on the position? 
I I mean to to your point, I think a wide res, uh, a running back is going to get you the the win. Uh, the we've said this a thousand times. You 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 can't win your draft in the first round or two, but you can definitely lose your draft in the first round. Or oh, two. for sure. So with that said, this is one of those years where wide receiver seems so. Uh, tight knit in regards to talent, especially at the top, that I think you're you can build off of a hero RB roster, and you can get some really good talent, like pretty late. I think you, I think there's a lot of talent, like fourth round, fifth round, that people are kind of overlooking. And I personally don't think a Justin Jefferson or a Cooper Cup are really going to get. I mean, you're, you're talking historic seasons those guys had. Yeah, huge. I, I mean, Cup, Cup is not going to repeat what he did. Even Chase. Like, they all have competition everywhere everywhere they go. So, just, I'll, I'll tell you real quick, right off the top, your tier one is going to be very simple for me. Jefferson, Cup, Chase, Diggs. Those are your four guys. Oh, I was so so close. Almost there. C- continue did on. Did you throw Adams in there? Yes, I threw Adams and I took Diggs out. You're, that's, it's okay. So, with every one of these guys, I can argue all the way down to probably Mike Evans. I would, I could like the first, t- the top ten. I can make Ooh, an argument. I don't know about that. Why? I, I, I think that I, I'll say one and two. I think are right there, and I think that the variance between one all the way to the bottom of two. Um, you know, isn't that wide? But I think once you start getting into three, I think that's where everything starts to separate a little bit. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I can make an argument for these top two tiers as to why they might fail this year. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I can make the a, boom bust argument. I can make more of a bust co- uh, comment on all these guys than I can feeling comfortable they're going to get theirs. Yeah, I think to that end, the boom argument is to be had in, like, the fourth and fifth rounds. Yes. I think that's... And, and it, it ultimately, it ends up becoming I kind of... It's all rookies, right? It's, it's kind of rookies. It is. It's a lot of rookies. Or people that might be... Second-year guys. Second-year guys. Somebody that, that's got traded or signed a new deal, and there's not a lot of them, but there's a couple. Um, so I agree with you there. I, I don't... I think it's it's bust on the top end, and I think boom comes later. Yes. Like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely worried. Actually... Of the top four, the guy I'm worried about the least is Stefan Diggs. Really? I Josh Allen is incredible. But Justin Jefferson has Adam... I know Adam Thielen's old. And everybody's talking up Irv Smith, right? Like all... It, Dalvin they just Co- announced today that Irv Smith should be back for week one. Week one, right. Week one of the regular season. Right. And I get Justin Jefferson's going to get his targets. But Adam Thielen went healthy is the touchdown hog. He is the... I mean, he was on pace for 100 catches last year. Yeah, I, I just... Um, uh, I'm surprised you're into Diggs that much. Um, I, I think Diggs had a down year for... Well, he definitely had a down, down numerous, year. I'm just saying, for numerous reasons. One of those was that Allen didn't have as good of a season last year as he did, you know, in 2020. He was, he was a monster. But with that said... Diggs' only competition are really second-year and third-year no-name guys. 
Like, we only na- know them because Josh Allen made them names. Right. Oh, well, all right, put it this way. So let, let's look at Diggs real quick. So Diggs' point PPR scoring average from last year was 16.8, which was good for ninth in the league. Right behind him was Mike Evans. Right in front of him was Deontay Johnson. Now, to your end, to, to your point, what's amazing about that is that that came on short shit. Yes. Because when you look at his average yards per pass play, he comes in all the way. I just had him 49th, 49th at 7.5 yards per pass play. Now, his yardage and receptions is more than anybody else that's even close to him at 7.5. You've got to go all the way up to Tyreek Hill at spot 42. So that's seven ahead of him before you start talking about comparable reception and yard numbers with the same short yardage per play. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, look, and Hill gets that because Hill's a, Hill a burner. Is hell, yeah. So, Hill's, you know, Hill's they just want to get him the ball. Diggs, I never thought of as a burner. I always thought of him as the more complete receiver with a medium to uh, long game. And the reason that I say that is because, I, you know, it was an off year and part of it had to do with the fact that he was getting, wasn't getting the ball where you'd think he was. Right, right. I, he, look. These these guys are kind of safe. Like, right, there's no point in really arguing over and over about them, but they all have talent. Like, Cooper Cup, the biggest argument against Cooper Cup is that he may ne- never have played with somebody who has talent like Allen Robinson. I don't know what happened to Allen Robinson last year. I don't know if it was Fields or the other, was it Dalton? They it was had? Chicago, man. Fucking Chicago blows. Yeah, but two, but two years so ago. so bad. But two years ago. When They're he even had, worse this year. He had Trubisky two years ago and three years ago, and he was top 10 receiver. Then Trubisky leaves, and he's not. Yeah, so well, system right? Quarterback changes, system changes. Right. So we're I'm I'm on the side of Allen Robinson's going to demand targets from Stafford. He is. I I have Allen Robinson pretty high this year. I do too. So the thing that about Cooper Cup is I get that he got twelve almost twelve targets a game last year. Do you really think with all that other talent with Allen Robinson there he's going to get twelve targets a game? Yeah, I don't look. I have Coop up there. Coop, Coop did, did I say Coop? Coop I, I have did. Cup up there. I didn't. Um, I didn't realize you were that close with Coop. Yeah, yeah. Me and Coop, we go back a long way. Uh, we used to date the same girls back in high school, even though I'm like 20 years <laughs> Eskimo old. Eskimo brothers. Um, so I here's my thoughts about Cooper Cup. I definitely think it's going to be a regression year. I don't know how far down it's going to fall. And so, if you were to ask me, do I like Cup or Jefferson as my top wideout? I have Jefferson ahead of him. Yes, if it's going to come down to those two, of course. Justin Jefferson's younger, and the talent around him is is a lot less than what Cooper Cup has. Yeah, I just you know it's a, a higher ceiling athletically. Uh, also on the up, I, I mean, Cup's but got they're to different ma- players. They they're really completely are. different players. They are really different. But players. I think that for Cup to get back to where he was, it's going to take a lot more effort than for Jefferson to reach where he was or even surpass it. Oh, f- definitely. Because right. Cup's half of Cup's points came from how many receptions did he have last I mean, year? Cup had hundred and forty something. One forty five. One forty five for nineteen hundred yards. Right, I mean, that's sixteen ri- touchdowns. That's ridiculous. I mean, how do you match that? Jefferson had 40, 35 less receptions and only three hundred yards. Right. 
I, I mean, 145 in terms of receptions for Cup. How do you replicate that? That's, I, that's it's, a damn near impossibility. It's impossible. And there's a lot of questions because, obviously, we don't know what Stafford's going on with his arm right now. He's fine. You, I'm just saying. I you know. never know he's, until you know. That's bullshit. It's McVeigh. It, he's either done for or like he's fine. Right. I, look, I'm not going to put too much stock in the preseason. It's one of the it's one of the biggest things that you got to battle is recency bias because you see something in preseason, all of a sudden you you put it in your back pocket. Oh, I know something that nobody No, nah, I yes. just relax. It's right. preseason, right? And and you know what I'm more worried about if we're talking Rams is the fact that both running backs have soft tissue injuries already. Like I, I mean, that's a big deal when it comes to receivers though. What, what's the what's the word out of Cam Akers? Soft tissue. All they're saying is soft tissue. But if yeah. the, if those guys are going to be garbage, that means Stafford's going to have to throw, and Cup has potential to reach that. Yeah, I don't know about reach that low, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I agree. Uh, yeah, there's always potential with the top tier guys. I just think for Cup, it's going to be. A, a really, it's going to be tough sledding to get back to where he was last year. All right, here's what I'll say in the last tier, uh, the last, the last note about the these top four guys in this tier. Jamar Chase probably has the most talented receiver next to him. Right, T. Higgins, in my opinion, is better than any number. Well, two. the most talented group. Yeah, they're very right. Boyd, Higgins, Mixon, Mixon is going to catch passes too. Sure, like that's a really tough. If he, if he, he can prove me wrong. I'm not going to take him third, fourth, fifth. Like, I'm not going to take him. I'd gladly take him in the second with my second round pick, but I'm too scared to take him with a first round pick. Who, Chase? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you're not going to get him with a second round pick. So, but what you're saying is. What I'm is saying that is, I'm, 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 I'm you tearing, see too much risk there. I'm tearing him out. He's, we, I'm, he, I know he's a one, but in my personal rankings, he's not. He's not going to be there. I got you. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, I love Jefferson more so than Cup. I probably take Chase over Cup only because I think Cup is due for this regression. And Chase, I, I just have a lot more upside potential in my mind for him. Devontae Adams I threw in there. And, you know, it, it was a struggle to put him up there. It's just, look, how can you argue with this guy? He's been the most consistent receiver over the past, I don't know, let's say three years. And now he's going to be a number one in Las Vegas where they just gave him a ton of money, traded, you know. I mean, they got him for a reason. And I can't see them all of a sudden then not giving him the pill. I, I mean, it, it just doesn't work that way. So I put him up there at one. Um, I guess the question mark becomes, you know, is Carr a negative impact on Adams' performance? And I, that, I mean, how are you going to know that until they actually start playing, right? I don't know. So who's going to replace the Henry Ruggs factor they had? You know? Who, well, I who's going gonna to take it off the top to help Devontae Adams? It's not going to be Waller. I don't care how no. good Waller is. Renfro's a possession. He's a Wes Welker. He's a, a Julian Edelman. Right. Right? Who's going to be... Well, who do you guys have? Who like what? What's the depth chart? Because obviously the top three are going to be Adams, Waller, and Renfro. Right, right. I, and then I after that, you probably go to Jacobs. Well, well, no, they have they have the guy from the Chiefs, Demarcus Robinson. Oh, they got Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, who's probably going to be the other starter? I I would assume. I mean, he looks okay in the preseason. He looks pretty good in the preseason. I should say. But I mean, preseason. It's preseason, right? So that's the problem. 
is is that as bad as Henry Ruggs was? I mean, I, I, our lads have Mac Hollins as the yeah, uh, third starter, he right? Won't, he won't. And then you got Keelan Cole, who nope. you know he just keeps bouncing, bouncing all over the around. place. You know, he came for Jets last It'll year. It'll be Robinson. Um, I mean, maybe. I, I mean, again, I I don't Mac think Collins there's enough from the Dolphins. Come on. I don't think there's enough here to really impact Adams's. I think if anybody, it's going to be Waller and Renfro that feel the effect of Adams more than the other way around. I think it's Waller. Waller's the only one that's going to be able to open up lanes for Adams, but I really have a bad feeling that Carr... What if Carr just does like the, I'm only going to throw to Adams thing, right? Like what if he gets into that mode in his mind, like every third and eight. Right? Need a first down, driving. We all know he's going to go to Adams. Oh, Rodgers did the same thing. Rodgers did the yes, same thing. Yes, but Rodgers is not Is Rodgers, right. He's not car. He's not car. I got you. Rodgers is incredible. But I understand why you put him there. I'm too nervous. Personally, you know I'm a Las Vegas uh, Raiders fan. I don't think I'm going to have too much Adams this year, mainly because I... It's like a double knock in, in the nuts well, if he yeah, sucks. It, for me, he he's now hit the 28-year-old... It's 29. 29. So, for me, once players get to 28, 29, I start shying away from them. Of course. So, I mean, I wouldn't not take him. However, depending on where he is, where I'm picking, I might go in a different direction. Two Um, years ago, Julio Jones was one of the best players in the NFL. Yeah, well, he was bound to fall off and sure as hell he he did. he fell. Yeah, he he collapsed upon himself. Devontae Adams is not Jerry Rice either. Like, he's not going to be playing... Till he's forty years old. No, I, I I don't see many people doing. I mean, that Rice was just a, a man upon himself. So he's like the Tom Brady we have now. Yeah. I, he, once you hit twenty eight, you got about three years of of productivity left, and and then after that, it's whether or not you want to commit to being, you know, a secondary guy. Anquan Bolden did that, and you know he had two he did careers so well with it. Yeah. You know he he flipped over so and became well. a, a secondary well, that's, receiver. That's AJ Green's trying it. AJ right now. Green is trying it right. right. And um, who's the guy that just got transitioned to the Chiefs? Uh, Juju. Oh, Juju. He, yeah. I mean, I, he's probably about twenty eight though, right? I mean, yeah. I he's. I mean, he's he's probably his second contract, right? Or, or he was first contract. Well, he rent. was supposed to replace Antonio Brown, right? And right, that, and that, that never happened. Didn't well, work he out. started off as a long guy. Then now he's a short guy. Well, I, I mean, he he started off. He was the two, and then he got all these yardage. And Antonio Brown, you know, left town, and there went okay. Juju's career. So, um, so we'll go into two now. So I'll start because you had Diggs in your two. I have him in, or you had Diggs in your one. Adams in my two. You have Adams in your two. Now I have Diggs in my two, along with Debo Samuel, Ceedee Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and AJ Brown, and that's what I have for my two. Okay, so. We're a little different. I, you know, Diggs, CeeDee Lamb. I'm going to leave Debo out for a reason I'll, I'll explain in a okay, second. Okay, yeah. So, he Diggs. Great year. Diggs, Lamb, Hill, which means if I have Hill this high, Waddle cannot be that high. Waddle's unfortunately going to get the shit out of the stick. Yeah, I, I got Waddle down a bit. Yeah. Um, and then I have Evans and A.J. Brown, I guess, but... I, I, I mean, I'm, A.J. I'm, Brown is Eagles 1. I know, but I'm torn between A.J. Brown and Keenan Allen. Like, I love Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen deserves to be a number 2, but he's getting... He, I know he's a possession guy. 
He's getting older. Like he's gonna. He's Keenan gonna, Allen is also pushing the twenty-eight. You know, twenty-nine yeah. with two ACL tears and right. Like it's only a matter of time before I catch up with them. So uh, you know, I'm more into the Ceedee Lamb, Tyree Kill, Mike Evans, AJ Brown, Keenan Allen, uh, AJ Brown. Right. Like the, I'm. I'm short on on the two. Three. The third tier is much bigger for me because that's that is where I see people. You know, really, like you said, uh, that's where you start to see the boom. In my opinion. Well, I didn't hear you say Kelsey. So, and, and by the way, we list tight ends as wide receivers. So that's why I have Kelsey in my two. And we also did a tight end show. So, yeah. Kelsey's, Kelsey, Kelsey, Andrews, and Waller are really the only people I see as people to rank. Right. And Kelsey's not going to be in my, my tier two for the simple reason that he Last start, year scared you. Scared me. Yeah. To death. I got like you. Like, I. We had him everywhere last year, me and you. Well, and Kelsey's remember Kelsey's as old as Gronkowski. I know, yeah, which is crazy. Which is crazy. And and I get he's really the only reliable person for Mahomes. But if Patrick Mahomes is going to transition to that next phase of greatness, he's gonna have to find some new receivers. And if he is that good, he'll turn some of these young guys into superstars. And Maybe that helps Kelsey. Maybe it doesn't. I don't. I. I just. I don't. No, I got you. I'm not into it. All right. So I mean, we we have a lot of the similar suspects up up at the top. Um, there's a little bit of differentiation between two. Now you said your three is big. Mine kind of is not. Why don't you start with your three? Sure. So uh, right off the rip is Debo Samuel, which a lot of people have in there too. Right. As I did. As as you did. Right. Like Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman. T. Higgins, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, maybe, uh, and Deontay Johnson, maybe. Yeah, I got the same feelings about a lot of these guys. You know, um, Allen Robinson, maybe. You're talking about really boom bust guys, but the best of the best in this in this you know specific tier would be that Samuel, that Pittman, that Higgins, that DJ Moore, guys right. who almost have guaranteed roles. Then you can throw in, like, the Cortland Sutton, because he's. I guess he's, like, a technically he's a WR1. And Sutton's getting talked up a ton in preseason right which now. Which always scares you, right? Because if we're hearing it as just average Joes. Yeah, but new quarterback, new environment, new team, new coach, new system. You just kind of have to wait to see what happens. So... When you hear training camp words like that, I'm okay with that. I'll take I'll put some stock in it. Yeah. Deontay Johnson might benefit from the fact that Trubisky actually knows how to play in the NFL. Like he might Trubisky might just constantly look for the reliable guy. And Deontay Johnson's that, right? Yeah. Deontay Johnson, I don't know what to do with him this year, especially after you start hearing so much word out of Pickens, uh, you know, yeah. coming out of Pittsburgh because it's kind of like, well, maybe Pickens is better than Johnson, and we'll find out about it mid-year. But like I, I, again, I don't know. But like I said before, he turned Allen Robinson on the Bears into a top ten wide receiver, fantasy wise. He yeah, did it I twice. Mean, he, he, yeah, I mean that was his number one, right? And I know what you're going to say. Well, then why didn't it work out last year? And I, I think just Fields sucks, but that's just my opinion. Fields does suck. Fields is not going to be in the NFL for that much longer, but. I mean, at least he won't be a starter in the NFL. But what I'm saying is, why can't he do that with Deontay Johnson? Right? He's been wor- no, he could. he's been working with him all summer. So getting him in tier three is almost a steal for me. He's actually more like a tier two. 
He's proven that he can play. Well, last year he averaged 17.4 points, which was good for eighth out of the wide receivers. Right, right. That, that, was, also with, that was also with a relationship with Roethlisberger for how many years, right? Three-year relationship. Roethlisberger knew what he was getting. I don't, I don't care to think in any way, shape, or form that Claypool's good. I think he's more of a just throw the ball up and hope he catches it. Yeah, Claypool I was bigger on two years ago, and now I, I think you've seen he is what he is. He is what two it years is. ago. Right, you know? he is what it is. Um, and then they got that rookie that they're – I think they got a rookie they're talking up. Some guy Pickens, I think it is. Well, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, with Pickens coming yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, see, my three is – Is uh, it Pickens? Pickens? George George Pickens. Pickens. Pickens, like Carl Pickens back who, in the day. Who was act, actually on the national championship team, but... He was Georgia, but he blew play, his knee out. Didn't right? play all of 2022. Right. But he was like a monster in 2021 or something. Correct. So, and that's the one that everybody and their brothers, you know, talking about. He had the big catch in the preseason game last week. Uh, so, uh, now... Let me go to my third third here. So my third tier is similar, a little different. I've got Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, DJ Moore, uh, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, Cortland Sutton. And I didn't have them there until last night, and then I actually moved Amon Ra St. Brown in there. Because, you know, I loved that guy last year. And I know a lot of people are like, look, they got DJ Shark. They just drafted Williamson. Like, obviously, you know, they're they're not looking like he's the number one guy if they put all this other uh, stock behind it. But when, you know, watching, uh, what do you call it? The show, uh, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, yeah. Watching episode two last night and hearing him rattle off every single wide receiver that was picked ahead of him. It was just kind of like, you know what? That is why he's good. He's got that edge. And you watched him play last year, and you were like, look, he's got athletic ability, but he's also got that fucking dog in him. And I can't believe I just said that because I think I heard Deuce Staley say that in the episode. But he does. He's got that player in him. So I took him, and I put him here in round three. I don't know if that's going to pan out. It might have just been a hot streak last year. They're going to have Hawkinson back, and Hawkinson was out for a lot of the games that St. Brown was in and, and did well in. So that might impact him, along with all these other additions. But I put him there in the third. So I, I've got... You might be putting him in the third, but you're not drafting him in your third tier. There's no way. Um, well, I mean, well, look, like if Cortland, Cortland Sutton's there and I'm on, uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown is there. I'm taking Sutton. He's right? going Mark 50th. Andrew- he's going 50th of the world. That's fourth round. Right. I mean, who's it's a little aggressive. Brown? Yeah. Who's going to take St. Brown in the, in the, in the fourth round? Well, okay. So, I mean, there are, there are other players that I have in four that I, I wanted to push up to three and I'm trying to think of comparisons here. So I'm on Ross St. Brown, Alan Lazard. Who are you taking? Alan Lazard. Uh, Amon Ron, St. Brown, Michael Pittman. Who are you taking? St. Brown. I don't like... Listen, I I am purely putting Pittman in Tier 3 because everybody and their brother seems to know something about Pittman that I don't know. They're all forgetting that Matt Ryan... Was, well, Matt Ryan. I, I mean, it's just it's just a better quarterback than Wentz. I get it. So I get it, but... What? We haven't seen them play together. No, we haven't. We're just taking a massive assumption... That Ryan and Pittman are going to create this monster. Well, in that regard, I agree with you that a, a lot of the preseason predictions are, you know, fluky. 
and I I rather have established established right. you know evidence relationships that we can see and go back to. But and, and actually that that'll feed into when we get into the next tier. How I'll many examples talk about can this we name more. over the past twenty years where people switch teams and we just assume that that's a really good quarterback? And that's a really good wide receiver. They're going to be great. Well, the wide receiver changing teams never seems to work. At least in my opinion. Randy Moss. Ra- uh, we, we talked about it. Moss. Yeah. But Moss, Moss is like is the Moss. only example. Right. And, well, yeah. Yeah. Moss. So, you know, that was my third. I, you know, I think it's a little aggressive with St. Brown. Um, the other ones I'm completely fine with. I don't like Marquise Brown. However, he is a one. He's going to be there in place of uh, Hopkins. And they're going to throw the ball. So I threw him in there just because I see the target share going his way. Um, but that's who I have in my third. Now, I'll go to you for the fourth. But what I did with my... I had to peel people away in my fourth that I just didn't know how to rank them. And I have them there basically on on potential. Well, first off, before we leave Tier 3, I want one quick note. Debo Samuel... Was average. I mean, his averages were ridiculous. He got 11.6 yards per target last year. Good for Eight, number one in the league. 18.3 yards per pass play. Yeah, I, I got yards per target was 11.6 based on how they did it. I, I you know, it, it's just different. Or no, I'm looking at your sheet. Oh yeah, okay. That's how many he averaged after catch. Oh, his, after his catch. I'm looking dot, at the yards per tar- yeah, his, target. His well, that's yeah. the a dot right? Average de- average depth of target, whatever. Right, 18, he's almost 20 yards. That's two first downs every time you throw the ball at him. I mean, he's a big play guy. He's a big play guy. His, Which I'm surprised that you didn't have him in two. Uh, listen, on the way over, uh, I was listening to uh, Azer's podcast, uh, Eisenberg, whatever, uh, Fantasy Football Today. and that, Yeah, they did, the, they did the wide receivers yesterday, right? The breakthroughs or... I, the, I think I was listening to an episode that was a couple days okay. old. Okay. But... He brought up a great stat about Debo Samuel. He had three carries last year of, of between 20 and 27 yards for touchdowns. And then he rattled off the five best running backs in the NFL all combined for just three 20 to 27-yard carries with not without a touchdown. Right. So to, to repeat that effort, Again, it's, it's like the Cooper Cup. It's exactly like the Cooper it's Cup. like the Cooper Cup situation where you're looking for them to reach a, a high pinnacle of performance, which ends up becoming difficult in his regard. Obviously, that pinnacle would be rushing touchdowns and and utilization as a running back on top right. of a wide receiver. And then if we I re- get it. if we really want to get political, we could talk about how well Debo got paid. So what's in it for him now? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think he'll. I think he'll still perform. I, well, you could say that about a lot of these guys. I mean, there's a lot of contracts that came through. Devontae we'll Adams. We'll see if there's any. Devontae you know. Adams got his contract for the rest of his life. That's it. Yeah. Well, look at AJ Brown. AJ Brown. He got paid too. You know, with, he's with, a number one in, in in Philadelphia. He's got a questionable quarterback. We don't know what he is, and he just got paid. Things go south. Does he turn into you know a locker room cancer head case? Who knows? I you know you don't know until it happens. Coming a, a year removed from double knee surgery, the dude gets a hundred and twenty million dollars. They wanted a number one. They wanted a number one receiver. Yeah, dude. you got it. That's All what right. it is. So tier four. So tier four. Go ahead. Uh, it starts with, um, well, Higgins is kind of like between three and four. Like Higgins. I got Higgins in my four. Yeah. He's very good. Like he could very easily be tier two, but unfortunately there is too much to spread around there. Right. You you can't. No, I got you. You're going to have to spread it around. 
So him, uh, Waddle, who is going to get the short end of the stick. I have Waddle there too, but he is in my potential category. Yeah, he. I mean, he's being drafted on NFC at 37th overall. That's just end of uh, third round, beginning of fourth round. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to pick him up. It's just that if Hill gets hurt or if the offense explodes, Waddle could have big numbers. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He's good. He's very, very good. Again, it's just potential. And but that's don't the you see mark. one of them's going to bust? Yes, for sure. Like It's either Hill or it's Waddle right. that's going to bust. Uh, you could uh, Mike Williams is in there. Terry McLaurin's in there. Allen Robinson is kind of hovering between three and four because, like I, we talked about with Cup, you, you really don't know what's going to happen. Gabe Davis is in the four because you, you, you're talking about Josh Allen who loves to throw the yep. ball. It's going to happen. DK Metcalf purely on talent, but he could very easily be on five in five. Yeah, I know. Me too. I I have DK in four, but I am not high on him, especially with the situation that there is. Right, and then I got uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown. And, and that really rounds it out, man, for my Tier 4. Okay, so here's where I stand, because I'm very similar with a lot of that stuff with you. Um, I actually, mine is a lit. So I start off with Allen Robinson, because I love Allen Robinson. He had a terrible year last year. I gassed on him, and I got burnt by him. But I think there's a potential to have a big year out in Los Angeles with the Rams. Michael Thomas I had originally in my Tier 5, and I've moved him up because I've just heard too many people talking good things about him. And this guy was the top wide receiver in fantasy two years ago, three years ago. You know, he had a huge fall from grace. However, um, if he did return, I do have questions about Jameis Winston. Can they actually get him the ball? But I moved him up because I think that the fourth round is fair for Michael Thomas. I put in Alan Lazard, obviously the number one for the Packers. Uh, Metcalf, as I mentioned. Pittman in there, too, the number one for the Colts. This is where I have Deontay Johnson. I, I did not think that this was aggressive enough for him, but that's just how I just have too many questions about the Steelers. And then I have Higgins. I have Jerry Judy as the number two with the Broncos, figuring that it's going to be kind of the DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, Tyler, Lockett. Tyler Lockett situation. And so Judy being, you know, one of the two. And then I put Brandon Cooks and I put Darren Waller. I don't like my Darren Waller ranking. Um, I no, think he's that's- fair here. Yeah, I think it's a little too aggressive because you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. And Brandon Cooks, he, he's old too. He's another one of these 28, 29 year olds. But the guy puts up numbers all the yeah, time. Yeah, nobody. He's got no. He's got no talent. I mean, he's got no competition. Right. And so now I have three that are kind of weird. I talked about this before, and these are I'm putting them in in tier four because I think they have crazy upside. I probably wouldn't touch them because I hate the risk factor. But that would be Rashad Bateman, Jalen Waddle, and Kadarius Tony. And Kadarius Tony, the guy doesn't even play. He, he never he, plays. He's so he's so injured. He never plays. I, I mean, he's practicing in you know he's practicing in preseason, and they're making it a big deal. Like I, you know, they're, they're taking him out of the shell, and they're going to let him loose. It's like he's just hitting the practice. He's too guys. small. He's too small. But if you do watch him, he you know he's one of those wide receivers that could give you thirty points a game several times a year and average twenty the other ones. It's just you don't know how much you're going to get out of him. And I didn't know how to rank him, but you can't put him at five or six because if he does play and he plays seventy five percent of the games, I think four is where he could go. He's the kind of guy that he could go three if he was in his system. He's kind of like Tyreek Hill, but mm-hmm. the guy doesn't play. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did with those three: Tony Waddle and Bateman. Um, all obvious for obvious reasons. Bateman. 
He's the number one right now. It's just you don't know what's going to become of that offense. Uh, you know, obviously contract issues with Lamar Jackson. Jackson didn't play a lot last year. Bateman now being elevated to the one with Hollywood Brown gone. So uh, questions abound uh, for him. But talent there to put him in four. And so that's I mean, what I do with my four. A lot of those guys are... You're you're a lot. Uh, uh, you move guys up much further in your tiers than I do. I'm very low on people like that. For instance, what I mean by that is my fifth tier is more like end of fifth, sixth, seven, maybe early seventh round guys. Like I don't trust Michael Thomas. I in no way, shape, or form am I. Gonna- I don't either. But if it performs, you'd feel like a fool if you were sitting there and you were like, you know what? I'm going to take Mike Williams with Michael Thomas on the board. Sure. I mean, he's top thirty, right? He'll be in my top thirty wide receivers, but he's sure shit not going to be in my top four tiers. He, we have Michael seen Thomas him in two or T Higgins. Mike Higgins. Higgins. Okay. Michael Thomas or Brandon Cooks. Michael Thomas mainly. Because I hate Brandon Cooks. Okay. You know who picks Brandon Cooks? Uh, fucking counselor. Todd Counselor take fucking Brandon Cooks. Michael Thomas or Amari Cooper? Oh, Michael Thomas. Okay. Or right. Amari Cooper's garbage. This is what? His fifth year? Sixth year? Who? Raiders, Cowboys, Browns. Oh, Cooper? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to give comparisons there. How about, how about Michael Thomas or Bateman? Oh, I have Bateman out of my top 30. Oh, okay, all right. So have, you're not big on him. I have yet to see Lamar Jackson provide us with somebody that's not Boomer. Bust. What about Michael Thomas or Jalen Waddle? That they're very close. Okay, they're, they're very very close. That they they would be because I saw what Waddle did last year. That kid is Waddle a, a two, Thomas a one. Thomas a very injured one. Well, the one year. He hasn't played in two years. I, I, well, I mean, the one year was a legit injury, and then it was, you know, last year. I don't know what the hell to do with that. Right? I, the, I, you know, let's make a comparison with him and A.J. Green. Same A.J. Old. Green was old, old and just fell off, he right? He was older. He was older by, like, two years. Well, but, I mean, Green had, I, I, Green had phenomenal numbers for a long time. He just got old. Right? Every Everybody says, everybody says, you gotta see Michael Thomas in practice. He's so he's doing so good. He's the standout of training camp. Well, you guys haven't seen him for two years. Of course, of course, <laughs> he's the you. standout. You. In, in, in he probably camp. looked better two years ago. Yeah, he looked better. Right. But with that said, I'll, if he's there in the sixth, seventh, why not take a shot at him? Sure. Well, speaking of which, what? Let's bounce into five. So, what do you got for five? Yeah. So, so Thomas kind of leads off my five. Uh, this is also where I have Brandon Cooks. This is also where I have Jerry Judy, Darnell Moody. Yep. Okay. Uh, you know, Rashad Bateman is is here. He's not as high as you had him. Juju's here. Uh, Chris Godwin is here because I have Godwin here too. We don't know yet. Like we're still doing this with what two? It looks like he's set to play. I know. I know. But we're. What, three weeks away still? I, I will say, tra- uh, Werfs had an injury today in a core muscle injury today, supposedly in training camp, and he was out. And with Brady gone, Werfs injured, it, who knows, maybe it's nothing, but Jensen out. I, you know, there's a lot of question marks right now in Tampa Bay. Like, I, I, I don't know how invested I'm going to be on that team because I, I would feel— They're losing their entire line. I, it's— 
just there's questions. There's too many questions for me to feel comfortable with it. But that said, Chris Godwin again potential is there to be a super high score. Oh, he's potential to be top ten. Right. I, I think he has more potential than Evans does. Right. It's just he's got to come back from the ACL, and you know Brady has to kind of choose him to be his, his guy. If I'm remembering correctly, like the last twelve games of the season last year before or eight games before uh, uh, Godwin went down with that ACL injury, he was like one, two, or three in the league in fantasy over those weeks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he was, was phenomenal. Like, he was phenomenal. So what we were seeing was what we had thought he was all year, and then that dude crashed into his knee, and that was the end yeah. of uh, Chris Godwin. So I have Godwin here team. in 5-2. Yeah, he's, he's in 5. And then I won't really go much further, but... You can talk about a Hopkins. You can talk about a Renfro. I have Hopkins here. I I do not have Renfro. He's next. In and six. who I love, who ends this, kind of begins the sixth, is Ayuk. Cause Ayuk. I have Ayuk here too. Ayuk could be the WR1. And you can get him really late. Well, he looked better than Samuel going into last year. Because he looked like he had turned it on two years ago. Right. And I, I gassed on him last year. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, in his sophomore outing, it went completely other, the other ha- way. He got doghoused. And and then Samuel took off. And Ayuk, I mean, I think Ayuk had a couple of games toward the end of, I remember the game log, where he looked like he was turning around. And then he kind of got snatched up by yep. everybody. Yep. Because I cut him. I, I drafted him. him. And I, everybody I, and cut, I cut him. him. I, I remember cutting him. And then uh, Schmuck. Cyrus picked them up and, and used them against me. <laughs> always the case. It's always your the guys case. always get used against you. Always that is dude. that is fantasy fate right there. It is. It makes you not want to drop people. That's the problem with it. Right. You're like I'm gonna drop this dude and then that guy's gonna pick him up and he's gonna beat me in the first round of playoffs with my own guy that I drafted. Right. Of course. Well, it that's it for your five. Yeah, that's it for my five. So, my, my five, I have Mike Williams from the Chargers, number two, but he had good numbers last year. I put DeAndre Hopkins there, knowing he's gonna not going to be there for the first half, but you hope that you draft him and then utilize him toward the end and into the playoffs. I threw Amari Cooper there, Darnell Mooney, who I think you had a, a yeah. round above. Oh, I, I had him in the in fifth. If you had him fifth, okay. D- Gabriel Davis, who a lot of people have higher than this. Um, I just don't know what to make of him yet, and I don't know if I can get consistent points out of him. Then I say I have Godwin, Ayuk. I put Thielen in here. I never touch Thielen. I never draft Thielen. If Thielen's your kind of guy, uh, you know this is probably an appropriate round for him. Never draft. See, this is for, why for I me. Don't... I don't. I don't like to take twos, and I don't like to take twos that are old or that are doing it with like heart. Right, like yeah, I, I well, mean, Thielen was a heart guy, especially with a guy like Thielen. I always think of Thielen as like if you don't get two touchdowns from him, you're screwed. Yeah, right? you I, wind up getting Thielen's like better years are behind him. Yeah, they're way better behind. Him. Yeah, you know, but if it, if it's Thielen or Hunter Renfro, I'm probably picking Thielen. Oh yeah, right. You yeah. know what I mean. Um, and then I put George Kittle, uh, and then that, that rounded out my five. Now I've got three of these potential fives. And number one, Christian Kirk, who Christian Kirk I wanted to put up into four. I just don't know what the hell you're going to get out of him. But Christian Kirk, he's going to be the number one target guy there. I know, but I have to see one game. Like, Christian Kirk is free. You're going to get him whenever you want to get him. Right? Nah, somebody's going to hop on him. Nah, not before round, I don't what, eight? I don't know. I, somebody might. I, I mean, you're talking about the number one target guy, 
out of Jacksonville, who they paid a ton of money for a reason. 80-something million. And behind a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence that he's supposed to be, you know, the linchpin of the of the franchise. Lawrence, so, is, Lawrence is going to be good. Don't get me wrong. But I, I need to see it first, dude. Yeah, I, I, I understand. That's why I have him as a potential. These guys that I mentioned in this potential category, I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah, because you're, you're talking fifth tier. Christian Kirk is not a fifth tier receiver. Well, I mean, performance-wise, I think he's worse. He's worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're on the same yeah, page there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's a real potential. That's like a... If you have him in your fifth, you're going to get him before your your fifth tier. You're probably going to get him before anybody else does. Well, the thinking behind this is what we've talked about never works out. Is that the receiver leaves team A, they go to team B, and team B ends up becoming the place where everything falls in, you know, in yes. in the place. Yes. They take off and they reach their potential, you right. know. Um, so the other two that I have along with Kirk in this fifth tier, you know, potential category is uh, Devontae Smith and Kyle Pitts. Now, Kyle Pitts, I, you know, I don't know what to do with him. I, you know, he could be fantastic. He could be, you know, the new, um, I don't know, what, n- not Gronk because Gronk was a bigger no. guy than Pitts. Yeah, no. But uh, maybe more along the lines of, who was it? Tony Gonzalez. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, a, uh, who was the Saints one that went all Oh, oh, oh. I forgot his name To already. the Seahawks. He's still playing. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Could be like he the new age Jimmy Graham. He could be like a Jimmy Graham. Right, that, that's the idea He's behind He's small, him. though, still. He's pretty small. I just don't know what to get out of Mariota. Mariota is just not... I a, love Mariota. I, I wished, and this is crazy to say, but I wished... Before last season, that they were going to give Marcus Mariota a chance in Las Vegas. Yeah, the car's better. Uh, it's car's better. Car's better. You can't see me. Who's ever listening? But I'm giving the thumbs down right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, I so, get it. You're not a car fan, I'm and not obviously a you're a Raiders fan. So I are you a Daniel it. Jones fan? Of no, course I'm you're not, not. Daniel. Jones. Right. I, I'm, I'm giving the thumbs down too here. So. Yeah. Um, all right, so that brings us to tier six. I think this is where we're hanging up at six because after this, it's just kind of like who you like. It's garbage after this. Man. But I- I'll go tier six. This is where I basically have, you know, I- I'm meandering, you know, s- second string wide receivers. But then I also have all of those rookie wide receivers. So I'm just going to start out with them. This is where I have Drake London, Chris Olave, uh, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, George Pickens, Sky Moore, uh, Romeo uh, Dubs, Wandale Robinson. And then I also threw Beckham in there because I don't know when Beckham comes back, but if Beckham comes back, he obviously has the potential to... I mean, he was doing fantastic with, uh, with what do you call it, last year, with the Rams last year before he blew it out. Uh, he, he can't stay healthy. But so, what about Robert Woods, man? Well, okay, so those are all my kind of my rookies and my question marks. And then if you go to the second string wide receivers like I'm talking about, top of the list is Robert Woods. So then I got Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Julio Jones. This is where I have the two Chiefs. This is where Kirk should go. I have, yeah, I guess. This is where Tony should go. Uh, I, I got Juju here, Mark uh, MVS, Hunter Renfro, Elijah Moore, DJ Shark, Chase Claypool, Kenny Galladay, and then just goes into a, a you know a smattering of Woo! crap. Adam Schefter just posts Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles was non-committal today on Tom Brady's return to the team. Completely? That's what it. That's what I'm reading. That's that would just be too fucking weird. No way. He g- comes out of retirement to go to training camp. To get it all set up to only leave? There's no way. 
I'm just telling you what Schefter just tweeted. Yeah, they got it here, ESPN on the top. Bulls noncommittal about Brady. But what the hell does that mean? I don't know. I, I, I can't start talking about this right now. Let, let, let's wrap up wide yeah, receivers. Wrap up. I got to go pick up my wife. Yeah, th- this will make this is enough to make your brain break. So, um, but I, you know, so uh, this is it. The, the sixth round, the wrap ups. Is there anybody? You said Woods, so obviously you like Woods. Woods is like the top of six. So, so Woods, I love at six. If I can get a Brandon Ayuk to slate, I love that. I am not into the Drake London thing. Devontae Smith is here because I don't know how good A.J. Brown's going to be. Right. Um, Alan Lazard could be a steal here. He could actually go You're around. You're never going to get him this this Yeah, late. you could get him around above. This is where I have Kyle Pitts. This is where I have uh, a George Kittle. Uh, the, you know, Andrews and Waller are in the round above this for me. Um because we don't even know what, what Waller, speaking of Waller, we don't know what his role is actually going to be with Adams there now. But uh, this is where I have Christian Kirk. This is where I have Tyler Lockett. Uh, that kid, Sky Moore, I love. I think that he's got the most potential of all the rookies. Yeah, we're the same. We got the rookies in yeah, here. Yeah, the rookies are here. But Sky Moore's the top of the rookies. I mean, it, Mahomes is going gonna, is gonna to pepper him. I don't know. They keep talking about Olave, right? And now you're hearing Pickens a lot. And Traylon Burks, I saw a great... Uh, I saw a great breakdown. Of- I don't want to. I don't want to talk about him. We could get into him for the next ten minutes. I know yeah. all about how how horribly he did last week. And no, I saw a breakdown where they were like he was wide open on this, this, and this. Look at his he, good route. But he gave up. He gave up on the team. Well, well, whatever. I, you know who that Malik Willis just missed him a whole bunch too. So anyway, but but that's we're not here either. So. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that's about it. I mean, you get to be this far, and this is kind of people that you like, rookies with potential, uh, you know, other play like a Juju. You get a Juju down here, it's Ooh, kind of a surefire. That, that's a steal. Yeah, that's a steal, here. right? Because, yeah, maybe he craps out like he did in Pittsburgh, but in, in all honesty, couldn't you see him going to the Chiefs and having a fantastic year? Yeah, 100%. Right? You know, DJ Shark is more of a question mark, but, I mean, he was great. Now, you know, he's great in Jacksonville until he got hurt, and now he's going to get a chance with the Lions. The Lions you know, if he comes back and plays, the Lions are actually going to have Oh, here we go. A I, lot knew, of I knew you were going to say something about the Lions being No, good. I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed there, which is going to impact my Amon Ross St. Brown He's going to get his. Three. Everybody's, everybody's underplaying how he's going to get his. You know, it it's... It, I'm interested to see how <laughs> the Lions play out because I'll tell you what you watch, you watch those hard knocks, and God, it is the stereotype of every football player you've ever heard since you were a kid. Every coach is yep. an ex-football player, yep. and I mean, like, all they do is curse. I was <laughs> looking at like all these guys do is curse. I haven't heard a, a word bigger than five five letters long out of any one of these guys. <laughs> You know, and I know they all joke around and laugh. But, yeah. You know, at, at some point, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, I curse. I, I love Who cursing. would you rather listen to? Eddie Murphy was the greatest cursor of all time. That guy was witty as all shit, and in his heyday, there was nobody smarter or funnier than that fucking okay, guy. Okay, all right. He was better than Chappelle. <laughs> let's, it, let's, you know. let's end this. But uh, these coaches are not cursing well. Let's end let's this on this. that way. Who would you rather listen to when you're watching football? Booger McFarlane. No! Oh, come on! Or... I, I turn my or sound drops off. Chris Cr- Chris Collinsworth. You have to choose one. Oh, Collinsworth. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Collinsworth don't... is horrible, but Booger doesn't deserve to even be on TV. No, but Booger's so bad, he gives you a lot of material to laugh at. 
He's Which Collinsworth does not. No, Collinsworth is. I might. I might actually pick Booger because I think Booger would be a better listen. To be honest, mm, tough call. I think he tough might be call. a better listen. I think he would just give you more stuff to laugh about in the end. <laughs> so he's still Booger. He is still Booger. But God, he was priceless. He really so was. Bad. All right, anyway, we're off. We're going to go to dinner. You guys enjoy the rest of your week and weekends, whenever you might listen to this. And then the next time, uh, we're probably not going to get together again next week because you're going to be in Saratoga, right? Yeah, I'll be back in Togo. So we'll have to figure out one way to do it, or I'll do a solo show or something. So to everybody out there, good luck with your drafts. Uh, You know, we've given you plenty of material should you choose to listen. Uh, That is up to you. But good luck with your drafts. Good luck with any gambling you do in the preseason. It's all overs, baby. It's been all overs. I was right on my overs last week. You were right. You should have teased it. I know I should have. That would have been a great one. Anyway, uh, that's it. We're out. Talk to you next week. Adios. Peace.